And now our host, Stephen Lee Morris. Welcome to Animal Farm, City Garage's weekly discussion of theater, politics, and pets. If you have an idea that you'd like us to discuss on the show, or just as important, if not more so, if you have a great video of your pet, please send it along to animalfarmatcitygarage.org. That's Animal Farm, that's one word. And City Garage is also one word, animalfarmatcitygarage.org. This week, we're visited by Dr. Susanna Smith-Bautista and Chandra Jackson, who are respectively the lead consultant and the advisory board president of a project in the planning. It's called Teen Ticks LA, and it's inspired by a very successful program in Washington State called Teen Ticks Seattle. In fact, Teen Ticks Seattle is partnering with Teen Ticks LA in order to help get the program off the ground in Southern California. Bit of a disclosure, I also serve on the advisory board of uh, Teen Ticks LA. Actually, when I was with the LA Stage Alliance, I brought this idea to the table and it was developed with the help of the Amundsen Foundation and NSI. Now, up in Seattle, Teen Ticks is a digital hub. It's funded by local arts agencies and corporations, and it has under its umbrella a multitude of arts organizations from music groups to museums to galleries to theaters to opera companies to dance companies. And the idea being that teens who enroll in the program and they can enroll for free, they get access for, for a $5 ticket to attend any event presented by the partner arts organization. And that of course is pending ticket availability. So the program first eviscerates the barrier of high ticket prices. And the hub also has a portal for discussion and uh, journalism about the events that the teens see, all, all of course supervised and written by the teens themselves. The larger premise of this, of course, is the problem of aging audiences um, and access and to address the missing generations of young audiences because of budget cuts in the, in the public schools for arts programs, uh, budget cuts that have been going on for decades. Uh, research by LA County and the Wallace Foundation in Santa Monica points very clearly to the reality that arts patrons, people who go to the theater, go to concerts, go to dance uh, concerts, go to, go to museums, they do so largely because they were introduced to the arts as children. So that's, that's certainly part of Teen Tix's mission. Susanna Smith-Bautista and Chandra Jackson, welcome to Animal Farm. Where is Teen Tix at right now <clears throat> and that will that'll be the first question. What phase of development is it at? And that's a question really to either of you or both of you. Sure. So, so Teen Ticks, we call it an implementation stage. Uh, we are now just getting everything ready to launch. Uh, we have signed our chapter agreement with Seattle. We are in conversations with the county, the city. Um, we are getting our, our website put together, we're gonna to launch social media. Um, so we are getting ready to publicly launch next year. And um, sort of the obvious question is how has COVID impacted both the planning and perhaps even the planning down here and the actual program up in Seattle? 
for us and I think for everybody, it's just slowed us down a little bit. Mm -hmm. we've, we've had to be flexible with timing. Um, we've had to be flexible with partnerships and um, trying to get partnerships together, you know, whether it's city, county, whether it's arts organizations, because everyone's just really struggling to survive. We acknowledge that, we support that. Um, so, so we've had to be patient. Seattle has, has actually pivoted really well. Um, now they have 16 years under their belt, so they're pretty well established. Um, but to transition from a model based on in-person events, in-person right. museum visits to absolutely virtual, it, they've, they've really done a great job. And I think the success of, of their pivoting and the success of them in general is because they're in touch with teams. So they're listening to teams all the time. Um, they're working with teams. Teams play a role in leadership. So they know what teams want and how they want it. So how did they do that? And the, perhaps the larger question for Chandra is, is how do we do that? How do we get in touch with teams? How do we build a network of teams that will essentially, they're, they're who the program is fundamentally serving? I think that Team Ticks LA will only be as strong as our city you know, ecosystem in terms of the arts will be. And I think that, you know, I, we've definitely turned a corner. At first, we weren't sure, you know, we were kind of waiting to just reopen and see what, you know, what that would be like. And now we're fully, you know, about digital programming and making things available for streaming. And, mm. you know, um, the Geffen has done an amazing job of, of doing this. And they're kind of like what, you know, the leaders of this, in my opinion, in, in for Los Angeles. And so I think that um, we just have to be, we're there to support every single organization in the city. And so I think that um, in this time, especially for teens who are doing everything online, who did a, arguably most of their, you know, social lives online as well <laughs> before COVID, I think that we just have to lean into that. Um, so and the, question, the question is, how do you actually get to LA teens, assuming that the people running the program uh, so far, none of them are teenagers, although I think there was talk about bringing teens on to in an advisory capacity. But how do you actually get the connections with these teenagers that's going to be initially a, a completely digital hub? Right. Social media is going to be a huge, huge part of it. Um, and, you know, engaging our partners that have relationships with oh, okay. young folks already. Um, and also the advisory board will need to have teens on it for sure that we can leverage those communities as well. Um, mm -hmm. And we want to be there to support schools and teachers right now too, you know, teachers are struggling right now, especially with arts programming for, you know, education and, um, you know, being in touch with like the LA school systems, I think is going to be really imperative as well. Um, Susanna, you've been taking the lead, although you are actually, you were hired in, as on an interim basis as a lead consultant until a project director was brought in and, and that person is now, we're approaching the interview stages of, of, for that person. Um, the question is, Given the crisis in the arts, I mean, we're just in the theater world. <clears throat> they're looking, there are surveys out that unless live performances return, we're going to lose 30% across Southern California of our arts institutions. 
just for lack of revenue. Um, given this state of emergency, what, how have you been making the case to potential funders as you go around trying to seek support? Sure, it, it has been hard. Um, it's hard because a lot of funders have, have really reprioritized their, their valuable resources to helping arts organizations with emergency funding. Um, yeah. And, you know, a lot of funders also don't even support startup organizations. You know, yeah. forget the pandemic, but it, yeah. as a startup, it's really hard. Um, so, so why are we doing it now? You know, why, what are we telling funders? We're saying that, first of all, it is so important for arts organizations to be engaged in teams. We all know that. And we also know that every arts organization has its own efforts, right? They all have team programs. They all have team outreach. Um, initiatives that they're they're trying to reach youth, yeah. and so Teen Tix is not just one more teen program. It is really the one-stop consolidator, recognizing the great work that everyone's doing. So we know that there's precious resources right now. We have to we have to be sharing resources. We have to be collaborating. We have to understand what everyone else is doing, and that's what Teen Tix wants to do. Um, Team Tings wants to bring everyone together. Say, look, this one one spot, you know, on the internet, you go there, and this is what you're going to find. What everyone is doing, um, having programs for teens, having leadership programs for teens, having internships for teens. Um, yeah, and zooming way out, I think that we're training the next, you know, generation of arts advocates. So. We're going to see the biggest transfer of wealth in just a couple of years, where millennials will be, you know, the the biggest individual donors. Um, and we need to, you know, be thinking about how to engage teens now to be, you know, the future donors, future board members, uh, just you know, arts supporters in, the, in our audiences. And I think that this program will allow them to open up a world in which they think that they're included in, in the arts landscape of Los Angeles. And if, personally for me, I grew up dancing, but I didn't even know what arts administration was until I, after I graduated from college. It just wasn't a thing that was talked about even though I was so into the arts world. So there's so many avenues to be involved. And I think that Team Tigs allows them to explore how they can get engaged with the arts. It's also, um, I mean, this is an investment. It's a lot, this is a long-term investment in the vitality of the, of the, of the arts world, really. Um, yeah, and, and, and I just, I wanted to add one more, one more thing, Stephen, was that uh, Team Tix is being started from the very beginning with a strong focus on serving disadvantaged teens. Okay. That's right. Now, Seattle, Seattle also does this, but Seattle, gradually came into to this this need but los angeles we're starting out because we know that there are so many disadvantaged teams already in los angeles county and and to bring this to covid we know that covid has really disproportionately hit yeah. those disadvantaged communities yeah. and yeah. so teens you know, so many teams don't have internet and they're being asked to, to go to school remotely. Um, it's, it, there's a lot of inequity. Mm -hmm. And so 
Teen Ticks LA wants to, to serve well the disadvantaged teens in Los Angeles County by not only offering them access to the arts, but offering them, as we talked about, um, mentorship, mentorship, internships, professional development, opportunity. A community, a, a digital right. community. Yeah. A pipeline, really, yeah. to understanding yeah. what it means to be engaged in the arts. I know these things are difficult to predict given the almost unbearably unpredictable nature of our culture right now and uh, our circumstances, but is that on the timeline, when do you see this launching? Well, our timeline was delayed um, a bit because of COVID. We had initially wanted to have our public launch this past summer and it didn't happen. Um, and then yeah. we, we thought, well, maybe we'll be ready for a public launch in February. Uh, it probably will be a little bit later than that because we hope to bring our first program director in January. Yes. Um, so, you know, again, everyone is just learning to be flexible. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, we wish it all the success in the world. It's, a, it's, it's, it's been hugely successful in Seattle and let's hope we can uh, be part of that success and share it and then generate our own success down here. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Stephen. And thank you for your work bringing Teen Ticks to Los Angeles. I know you were kind of a pioneer in that space. So at the, at the we appreciate it. Yes, way back when. <laughs> <laughs> Susanna Smith-Bautista and Chandra Jackson, thank you so much. Thank you. Next week, Animal Farm goes to London, where we'll be visiting playwright Sue Blundell, who's a classic scholar who's written a number of stage plays based on ancient Greek texts. But more recently, she's turned her attention to plays about composers. Her new play with music is called Silence and Joy, and it takes a look at Ludwig van Beethoven, played by actor Lloyd Morris, who will also join us along with clarinetist Elliot DeVivo, who serves as the play's music director and video editor. This play with music opened on Friday in London via YouTube, which means it's available for international audiences. I'll be asking them how they pulled this off in terms of transition from stage to screen and what issues they had with their Actors Union British equity, if any. And now, with thanks to Samuel, please enjoy She Who Must Be Petted, featuring the lamented but not forgotten Daphne.